Welcome to the Whole Enchilada, a community of high achievers that fight the status quo, rebel against mediocrity, and make life happen. Let's go. Hey, Enchilada Nation, really excited about our conversation today. Uh, I have a, a guest that I've looked up to for a while. His name is John Clyde. He is a phenomenal leader within the KW uh, infrastructure. Uh, and as you're going to learn today, uh, he has multiple roles. KW franchise owner, realtor, has a big team, uh, regional director, division leader, and the list goes on and on and on. Uh, but I think the, the roles he's most proud of have to be uh, more on a personal level with your family. But John, well, number one, thanks for being on the show uh, and sharing some of your time with me today. Uh, anything you want to share with our community about who you are and what they should know about you before we get into our conversation? Well, you know, I, I uh, if I had to sit here and bore you all with all my roles, I got a bunch of roles. I, I think the for all of us, the number one role is being a parent and a, and a husband and and a Christian and all that good stuff. And then from there, you know, I, I think my if I had to, to sum it up in one, I would say I I love being around. I love leading. I love being part of leadership. So whatever that means, you know, the I, all my energy tends to be in that realm, whether it be uh, leading mega agents, leading, you know, OPs, team leaders, um, thought leaders, you know, whatever you name RDs, you know, that that's what I tend to gravitate towards. And I, I think it goes back if you I know you're going to talk about the book a little bit, but I think even being a, a police officer, you're kind of in leadership, right? You're in public leadership. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it was something that was always like that passion zone. So my my role is is leadership, I guess I would say. Yeah, I, and I, I love that. And I'm actually I'm going to pull leadership back into the conversation a little bit later too, because I, I you kind of roll into that into the end of the book, which we're going to talk about. But going back to all the different roles we all own is I I really think it all comes back to leader. You you mentioned being a dad, being a Christian, uh, being in the community. All, all those are leadership roles. If you are a leader, too, right? You you can't help but any of those roles be a leadership role if you choose leadership in life. So we we share that passion and leadership. I, I'm excited to jump into a little bit more of your leadership journey here in a minute. So the one title we didn't uh, say there is you've recently added author uh, to your resume of of titles of things you do. Um, and today we're going to be talking about, for those of you watching on YouTube, I'm holding up the book right now. Uh, it's called Leaving Six Figures, the all-in-one guide to find the courage to leave your job and get the success you deserve, which was a really fun read. Uh, and it's in the story format. You have a, a great story to tell. So real quickly, before we jump into some uh, principles in the book, what, what triggered you to even write the book in the first place? Um, that's a good question. I would say that. Um... Number one, when I found out that since 1921, no one ever left the state police that didn't get terminated or died or illness or whatever, it intrigued me because I started to think about leaving, you know, and I'm like, am I crazy? Like, no one's really done this, especially three years shy of a pension for life. Am I crazy? You know, so I, so I, I don't know, I, I, I was journaling, I was asking a lot of questions. And then every time, if you read the book, I had like things that made me really go, mm hmm, like, should I stay? Is this going to get me in trouble because I'm so into this role, this new world that I found? Um, am I making enough money to leave? Is this cool for my family? Probably things that everyone deals with in their life, right? Because I now I wrote the book. I've had so many people come up to me. 
you know, I'm giving this to my husband, I'm giving this to my wife. Like, yeah. I want them to get out of the job. They're complaining every day they get home about the job. And I'm like, that was me. You know, I was complaining every day, you know, to my wife or to my friends or to my parents, like, well, I'm back again, you know, and, 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 and to a lot of people, it was their best job ever. They're like, oh my God, you got this golden ticket or you got this lottery ticket. I, I think yeah. one of the chapters I call it a lottery ticket because everyone was saying it, but I didn't feel it, you know? So really that the book is just that journey of hitting the steering wheel, driving to work two hours a day, one way, you know, in traffic and two, two hours the other way back. It's just that journey and trying to figure out a way to leave that didn't put my family in harm's way, made me still feed my ego, my, my wants and needs. Um, but again, back to leadership. I, you know, I loved being a, a public servant. You know, I loved helping people, but I didn't like helping everybody. Like, that's what I learned. Like, mm. you know, like I'm not a good person for new agents as much because I'm too, too blunt. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is not easy. Don't start getting here. If you're not going to have good habits, don't start being here. If you're not going to have a schedule, don't start coming here. If you don't have any reserves, like I'm very blunt. And sometimes my team leader was like, you know, you're, we're not having you here, you know? Yeah. And I want to be there because I, I want to, I want people to succeed, but I want to be honest and true to the journey that it's not like HGTV. Yeah. And this is not HGTV leaving a, a career that you, especially for me for 17 years that I, I really worked hard to get, you know, I was six months in Academy. I, you know, I, I, I had a bad knee. So, I, you know, I had issues in Academy. I worked hard to get there and not a lot of people, I think 10,000 applied. I think a hundred and some of us made it you know, I was really proud of that and to leave it and not retire with my class and, you know, you know, get that yeah. retirement badge. And all, like I, I didn't feel good about it. So I had to go, I had to fight that journey too. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's one of the things I actually really appreciated about the book. Cause I think a lot of, a lot of people that come into your life now and meet the, the John Clyde, who is the John Clyde of today probably thinks, oh, well, one day he just uh, decided to make that move which I love how you show how you wrestled with it in, in your mind over a long period of time. You were 17 years and succeeding in that role. It wasn't that you were, you were, you mentioned being miserable at times, but it wasn't that you were failing in the role. You were doing phenomenal. You were getting accolades within the role. So it wasn't a decision of like, I'm failing here. Let me do something else. But I love this idea of I'm succeeding, I'm doing well. And I can tell there's something more out there, but it took this time, period of time of succeeding in both camps before you said, like, now I need to make the decision, which I think that's going to ring true for a lot of the readers and listeners. It wasn't just this one day waking up and saying, I'm done. But I think a lot of people every day today, uh, here, here we are on the 9th of August today, how many people drove to their, their job or took a subway or whatever it was and in their mind were just like, oh my gosh can I do this for another 10 or 15 years? I, I should be proud of what I'm doing, but can I continue to do this? So I loved your vulnerability in that part of the conversation. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, what I will tell you is um, what I've learned over, you know, you get older, I think you feel like this, but like, I don't really care what people think, you know, I I'm just trying to be real and I'm trying to be open and honest and I'm living my dream somewhat now, right. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm where I want to live. I, I have the family that I want to have. I, I, I don't, I'm just blessed that to have it. And the one thing that I've learned, you know, for being a Christian and, 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 and getting the church more, which we all, we all should 
is that, you know, my journey now, you know, is not going to be fulfilled if I don't bring some people along for this journey. So that's where I have been trying to be better. I've been trying to be more active in the community, um, in the church community, in the business community, helping minorities, helping everyone, not, not just minorities, helping anyone that needs help or needs direction. Um, and you'll like this because you're an OP too, but I just instituted this um, thing where I gave a calendar link to my top 10% in my market center. And anytime that they want to schedule a 30 minute segment with me, as long as it it's it, it's available for the most part i'll take it and the conversations have been i mean they've been better i mean i'm not going to tell them yet but they've been better for me than probably for them because i'm i'm giving them everything i got and there a lot of them are on their initial journey or in the middle of the journey and i've been there and some of them are maybe beyond where i'm at and that's cool too but they they want to hear from me so you know it's it's actually helping me it's therapeutic for me to to help them so you know, that, that's the stuff that, I, that I'm enjoying. And I think the book journey allowed me to be able to help others because I kind of put it in a format that I kind of can help no matter where it is, because it's all the same, right? Plan, prep, ask people you trust, act, you know, all those things, those principles, and they might not be in the right order, but they're, they're, in a, they're there and everyone will have their own order as they kind of go through their journey. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I, I, I think that's true leadership too. Any any leader that thinks they're they're the one bringing all the value to the conversation, I think is is missing a huge mark. I, t- I tell my listeners all the time that's the whole purpose of this podcast for me, is even though I'm bringing content to a community, I'm growing every week in these conversations, which that's it's part of the the, the path of growth, right? Um, so let's jump into a couple of stories in in the book that um, just kind of stuck out to me. And some of them made me kind of chuckle because I could relate so much to some of the conversations you had. <clears throat> so if it's OK, what, the first thing I want to talk about is you shared a conversation you had uh, with your wife at one point uh, who had started her own business uh, running. It sounded like a, a tanning salon, if I, mm-hmm. I remember right. And she was putting all this time, energy into building this business which a lot of people do. You look at how many entrepreneurs, you know, get this idea. They have passion around it. They put all this time and energy into it. And I love how you uh, saw the stress she was having around it. And ultimately you sat her down and asked her what, if this all came together and you crushed it, what is the biggest income opportunity that you could possibly have from this? And it was an eye-opening moment for her. So kind of walk us through that story. Cause I think that exercise for a lot of people in a job or even entrepreneurs that are caught in the wrong business will be an eye-opening moment for them. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I just, I just relived this story because uh, I forgot, I don't know if I was church or I was with a couple at dinner, but we, we, we kind of relived this because I think they had like a business too. forgot what it was, but in my, in my case, it was um, my wife was uh, you know, the kids were now in school and, you know, she, she was a, she was a pharmaceutical sales rep, very successful, you know, six, making six figures herself. And then all of a sudden for, you know, eight, nine years, she's being a caregiver, you know, to the yeah. kids, you know, homemaker, whatever you want to call it. And uh, she was like, you know, I need my own thing. So I was like, okay, I support you, honey, you know, like any good husband would do or, 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 or vice versa. And, you know, she's, you know, starting this company and, we had a friend that had a successful one and, you know, it, it's cool. Like, you know, we're in it, we're doing it. And she starts, you could see like, it's like taking a toll on her. She's running around with the kids, you know, all that stuff. Like it's, 
it's it's not clean and then i'm pretty you know i'm pretty um just to the point and i'm like well where's the money you know i'm like after like a year i'm like well where's the like the really good months and the really like you know even sometimes like in our real estate business right you see yeah. some of these i didn't see any of this i just seen this you yeah. know and this you know i seen like 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 that stuff and i, I think i i remember sitting there and i was like all right i do this for a living this is what i do so i i sat her down and i said listen honey i i, I think i had to get her drinking her or something too <laughs> i was like let me ask you a question like let's say you nail it like you have a great year. What do you, what, 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 what could happen? What, could, what are you going to make here? Like after you pay your employees, you, you pay your products, all that stuff. And she said, she's sitting there in her mind. She's thinking the numbers, you can see it. And she's like, 50,000. I'm like, huh? I said, tell me this again. And I said, well, I said, do me a favor, divide that by 12. And she's thinking, so I said, now you got that in your mind? See, I said, is it worth it? And now she's really thinking and she's thinking and she's like, eh. she's like, I, I don't think so. I said, well, let's close it. I said, or sell it, whatever we can do. Now we actually couldn't sell it because it wasn't, wasn't profitable, right? You know, who's yeah. buying that? Number two, it actually cost me money to, to actually close it with the IRS with payroll, I mean, you name it. So the the venture cost us money, and it, I didn't learn a lesson, but she did. That just because you're excited to do something, don't mean you 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 just do it without a plan, right? Now I was too busy to really look at her plan. I let her do her own work because she needed it for her, her own soul. But you know, in partnership, which I am her partner, yeah. I probably could have did better to really. Like if I had to go back and critique myself, I probably should have got more involved because then I wouldn't have spent whatever I spent to, for that. But um, the learning lesson is that, you know, we all can look at the numbers and if they, if, if, if she probably looked at it and seen that the best month gives her 50 or best year gives her 50,000 or gives her, you know, 44,000 a month in income, is that worth it for her sanity, her life and everything? Probably not. Now, if it was 200, now again, that's up to her, her financial thermostat, which she wanted yeah. to make. But everyone has, and we know we could do that with the MREA, right? We can work backwards. Yeah. We could do that with our market centers, right? You could see how many closings and what the company dollar is and what your expenses are. So, you know, the business principles are there, no matter if it's Keller, Keller Williams real estate or if it's, you know, healthy tans, which is what the name of the company was. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the, the reason the story resonated so much with me too, is because I, you know, getting the opportunity to meet with either small entrepreneurs that have really passionately launched a business, or even this goes back to people stuck in a career. Like you look at a nurse or, uh, you know, an accountant or a banker is same ideas. They, they, they feel almost trapped. Like I've put time and energy into this. They've made this career. People know me for this. And then asking like that, using that nurse's example, because I recently went through this is like, all right, well, let's say that you show up as the best nurse, like you crush it. Like you were the best in the hospital. You were doing it better than anybody else. Like how, what's your income opportunity on that? Do you get way more for being the best and putting the energy into it than the nurse that's coasting along? And it's really not that much of a difference. And there really is max. I'm like, so your future self, can you build the future you want? maximizing being the best as you that you possibly can in that role and it's almost like that aha moment of like wait a sec if i'm 
if I am going to work this hard and something and put my energy into something, shouldn't I be have a little bit more control in my income opportunity to match that? Uh, which is such an interesting conversation. Well, you know, if you remember in a book, I talk about being minus 40 hours and, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, you leave, you left a multi-million dollar pension and you left six figures and gas and insurance and car and all. Yes. And it was still a mathematical equation because I knew in three years what my pension would be, right? I knew how much I would make. I knew what I would get. Um, I knew the path to finish the three years, what it would, what I would make. So for the most part, I knew exactly what, what my thermostat was if I stayed. Now, what I didn't know is if I left and I got 40 hours, 50 hours back, I, I knew what I thought I was capable of doing. And I, I kind of knew it because I already seen what I could do with the hours I had. Yep. So then I had to start thinking, okay. So I'm doing that in like 25, 30 hours because I was working like 70 hours a week, 75 hours a week uh, with travel and all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, so if I got all that time back and, I, and I'd be lying if I said if I did think this, but I, I probably should have thought all the family time I got back. I didn't think of that. <laughs> but I'm, think, I'm thinking now. I did yeah. get it back, but I didn't think like that. I was thinking business, unfortunately. And then I was like, oh, so if I can make a half a million dollars with the time I had, what could I make if I just focused on that? Uh-huh. Right. And then that's when it started getting exciting. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I can build this sucker and I can grow this thing. And I, I actually, uh, when I do the keynote, I actually have a keynote for the book. That's like an hour long. I share now my, um, and if you've been on the stage, you've seen Bo and Kimber's like org chart or their family. Yeah. I have one, I have one very similar. Maybe not like Bo and Kimber, but I have my own. Yeah. And, um, it's, it, you know, for a good old boy like me in Williamstown, New Jersey, where, you know, uh, you know, it's uh, we're very, very blue collar, very middle class, probably lower middle class. Um, you know, uh, I'm proud of where where it is and where I'm at. And um, when I share it with a lot of people, no matter it's California, Florida, wherever I've been, you know, it, it, it's a lot of people like, wow. And then to the left is John and to the right to my wife, you know, it's a 50, 50. And then you see all the companies now. Yes, I did it, but I couldn't have the family that I have without her. Yeah. So we're, we're a partnership. And then I kind of show all the entities and, and for a lot of it's passive, right? I, you know, most of my businesses are in the Northeast and I'm in Boca Raton. So a lot of it's done by, you know, by this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the phone a lot. I'm on Zooms a lot. I do fly out when I need to, but I, I handle my businesses with a with a with pad and paper and 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 a lot of accountability and a lot of scheduling and a lot of timing and and, and a lot of uh, a lot of spreadsheets, which I'm sure you 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 do as well. Yeah, and and that's that's it. You know, that's the game. That's the game. Yeah, that's the that's the beauty of the world we live in now, where we have the ability to to lead beyond local, right? If you, if you create that opportunity for yourself and you had, you mentioned that in the book uh, and you talked about at the beginning of this too, in your leadership journey of this idea of saying you felt this draw to, to not just increase your footprint from an economic standpoint, but from an impact standpoint, right? Your ability to get to on a larger scale to connect with more people, which there's thousands of you, if you, you equated people, if you put up your org chart and showed it to this group, 
if you equated the amount of people that are being impacted through that org chart, it's significant and it's in the thousands uh, for what you've built, which is which is incredible, which you think about business 50 years ago, it would have been a lot harder, even, even 10, 15 years ago, it would have been a lot harder to have that big of an impact. So it's, it's crazy the world we live in right now. Yeah, you know, um, it's funny you say that. I mean, it's almost like my kids, right? Like I'm watching my kids play sports and it's more gratifying now than it was when I played. You know, I, I think I, I get more into it when I watch them succeed than when I succeed. And I don't think it's any different for the people that I brought into the business world with me when I see them do good. And I have a, I have a bunch that have made it nationally and regionally. And I've hired RDs now and a bunch of, bunch of OPs, a bunch of team leaders have come through my, my work organization. And, and some of them are still with me and some of them are not. And, and a lot of them are thriving and there's millionaires in there and it just makes me smile. You know, I'm like, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. You know, so that's, awesome. That's where it gets fun. Agreed. You you mentioned both of us have a passion around the book, Five Levels of Leadership by John Maxwell. And that's what he says is the pinnacle of leadership is that creating leadership behind you. Oh, I, I could talk about that book. Anybody <laughs> in my region, you ask them my favorite book, they'll tell you what it is. There's no, yeah. I'm, I'm like, a am a big fan of John. I, I see him probably a couple of times a year and we, we have a mutual good friend in Diana Kokoska. So I get a I get updated by Diana a lot on, on yeah. his journey, but um, yeah, he's, he's awesome. You know, he's, he's up there with Gary, in my, my opinion. He's, he's and his, his relevance message relevancy at his age is still so spot on. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny, you know, if you watch him lately, like all businesses, he, he never tries to steer you, you know, like, you know, we never get into politics and he really, even though he's such a devout Christian, he really doesn't really talk about it a lot. And I happened to be at one of his first events. I think it was in Atlanta. It was uh, Live to Lead the, right before COVID, I think. Um, and that was the first time he said on the stage that he really started doing like scripture and stuff in, a, in, a, in an event like that. Yeah. And he said, I'm, I'm getting old. I don't really care what you think anymore. You know? <laughs> and it's funny, though, but as you get older, like you, 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 you know what's right and you don't care. You're going to you're going to when you believe in it, you go for it, you know, and you, you, you're going to be purposeful. So that's, that's kind of, I'm not 70 like John, I'm in my fifties, but I feel like that now, man, I feel like I got a purpose and I'm going to go for it. And I'm never going to do anything. Not that's not in being professional. I'm not going to be yeah. ever uh, inconsiderate. I might not be as empathetic, which my wife reminds me of. I think it was the 17 years of being a trooper. I could definitely be more empathetic, but I haven't been around long enough to understand that, you know, I, I got to put myself in other people's shoes and I can't think about how I view it. I got to think, and that's leadership, right? Like yeah. I could be like gross, you know, gross 20, whatever. And, you know, maybe they had a situation that happened or maybe there's something going on in their life and whatever. So even though I want the results, don't get me wrong. I want them, but I also do put myself in their shoes where probably some points in my life, I probably wouldn't, but, as you grow your leadership level and lid, you kind of start saying, you know what, I, I, I want the results, but let me dig in more to see why I have the results I do have here. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think uh, uh, one of the messages you really spend some time on hit home. In fact, I think you say it in a couple different chapters in the book that I really liked is uh, just encouraging people to never be complacent. That it was this idea of just being like, you can never be satisfied where you're at. And then 
that message is illustrated in your story over and over again, right? People, people saw you as a, as a trooper and saw you as, oh, he's successful. P- people were wanting that job. And then you were saying there's more, you became a realtor. You didn't become a, just a realtor. You became the top producer in, in your offices, in several different offices, right? Mom and pop shop, another big brand, ultimately to KW, top producer, top producer. And then the, the, the thing that jumped out to me is uh, you also went and got your master's degree. Uh, which I thought was awesome, where most people would be like, why are you going back to school? You're like, you've made it. You're making great money. You're a leader in these organizations. Um, and there was actually something on on that page I thought was interesting. You said you, you got a master's in human resources uh, and you said three things behind it. I focused on human resources development for several reasons. First, I have a gift of getting along with people. Second, uh, the gift also allows me to intuitively assess the individual's character and motives. And third, which in this one really resonated with me, I felt a responsibility of leadership. And I wanted to touch on that for a minute because it was interesting. Again, people around you could have said like, he's already made it, he's done it. But in your mind, you're like, no, there's, I, have, I feel this responsibility of leadership and there's something missing in my own development and skill set for me to, to be responsible with that calling of leadership. Walk us through that piece because that really stuck out to me. Yeah, you know, you you brought something that's crazy that every time you someone reads it, they get a different perspective. Cause I really haven't thought about that perspective in, in since I wrote that book. Um, number one, complacency kills in my job and as a state trooper, right? When you go up to a car at, at one o'clock in the morning and you're all, you know, I'm getting off work at two and you're all nonchalant, boom, like that, yeah. right? So, you know, you gotta follow all those things that you learned in training, right? You know, you're you're walking up. You're, you're focused on where their hands are. You're focused on the passengers and business is no, no different, right? You're focused on, on where you are, you know, are you following the model? If you're in a franchise, are you following the model you created? If you created it, all those things matter. And, and then for all of us, our, our tracker usually is success of others, our profit, you know, our, our, our P and L or our bank, you know, our bank statements and all that kind of tell us how we're doing. Um, the effect we have on people. And, you know, I, I would say that um, when I always thought about like me being complacent, you know, I think it was that when I'm bored, you know, I think I heard Ed Millette say this or something like that is like, I don't know how to handle it. Like it's, I know it sounds crazy, but to me, you know, I'm uncomfortable being comfortable. Right. So yeah. when I'm comfortable, I'm like, what's going on? Like, is everything okay? Like, you know, like, you know, if I don't have a series of calls or so, you know, I, I don't know if I have like this thing in me that I can't be complacent because the minute I feel bored or I, I, I can eat lunch sometimes I'm like, really, I got 30 minutes to eat lunch or an hour. This is crazy. Like what's wrong. Am I, my business <laughs> falling apart? You know, like I think yeah. like that, I know it sounds crazy, but I do like, I'm like, yeah, I'm with you. This, this is not cool. Like I, I can actually sit with my wife for a, like 20 minutes and have a cup of coffee, like, and, and do that. Um, and I don't think everyone needs to be like that, but I will tell you that there is this thing inside of me that that's burning that um, I want to, I'm hungry for more where I, I don't think well, even in, in my early forties, I wasn't hungry to read. I wasn't hungry to learn. I wasn't hungry to, to be better. And I think that probably hurt me in terms of like my, my speed to success, because now like I'm, I'm thirsty for podcasts. I'm looking for books to read. 
Um, I understand that, I, you know, if I don't like a book, I, I, I don't read a book, you know, like, I, I'll, you know, I, I want to read what I want to read. And I, I also will mix and match. Like before, I'm like, I got to read business books. There's nothing else. I got to, yeah. you know, <laughs> now I'm like, you know, I want to read something fun. You know, I want to I want to explore different um, genres of, of, of experiences as I read a book. Um, so I think all that just says it's maturity and it is a leadership, because if I don't develop myself, how can I develop others? Right. How, how am I going to make you better? when I'm not even making myself better. But if I'm making myself better, now I can share it with you. I can give you feedback. I can give you things I've learned along the way. Now I'm being a better leader to you. I'm being a better leader myself. And more importantly, if you're, if you're doing this right, you should be also inspiring your family. Like that's the one thing yes. that I'm proud of. You ask my kids, they'll be like, oh man, my dad's another podcast. Or <laughs> Now I'm paying them now. I paid them $20 to, to listen to a podcast on um uh it was self-worth yeah um it was just recent ed had with uh the owner of it cosmetics the the girl i forgot her name yeah. but um I, I i asked all four of them two two did it two did not and they they sent me notes yeah cool um which was really cool so yeah i mean i i don't want my kids to be complacent i don't want to be complacent and i try not to have anybody in my world to be complacent yeah, I think I, I love that. And I, it, I think it's interesting. I think complacency is we think complacency shows up in extra time and boredom. But I think complacency is almost disguised nowadays for people because there's so much activity going on that I think a lot of people feel like they're busy all the time. They feel like their day was occupied with things. But if they looked at the average amount of time they spend on TikTok or social media or gossiping uh, at, at work or things like that, that, that complacency to me is you're not max, you're taking no effort to maximize your potential. To me, that is, you can feel busy and like you're, you're doing things, but complacency is if you're not making an effort to be your best self. And so I, I love that in your story of it was never this idea of, of, of complacency of just being like, I've, it's enough. It's. I'm not, I'm not feeling my, the version of the best version of me, right? I'm not, I'm not growing and progressing that way. And I think to your point is I think that's an integrity piece as a leader. You, any leader that thinks they've made it and they get to turn around and lead is, is lost their integrity to be a leader in my mind. If you're not continually pro progressing and working on your own self-development, you shouldn't be turning around and encouraging someone else and leading somebody else in their own personal journey. It's a lifelong journey from a leadership perspective, in my opinion. Well, if you think about it, now that's level one, right? Because the complacency is first once you figure it out. The second part is, are you doing activities that actually make sense? Yeah. And that's what most realtors, I just had this conversation with one of my 10% interviews today. And I was like talking to him and, and he really broke it down that he was spending all this time with agents that do no business. And I'm like, just imagine if you did that for you you focused on you and you grew your business first. And I said, it's no different than being on, on a plane, right? When things go wrong, you put your oxygen on, on first, then you help everyone else. The problem with you, my friend, I told him is that you're not helping yourself. You want to help so many other people, but you're the one that actually needs the help. So I said, go help yourself. And then once things get crazy because the money's coming in, it's help to skelter then you get to help and then you can help someone else. Yeah. Love That's it. the model, right? That's the MREA, right? You, you, you get crazy, you hire an admin, you get crazy, you might hire another admin, you get crazy, you hire a buyer's agent. Like it's, 
that's, you know, same market center. You, you start off with no staff, then all of a sudden you hire ASC, then you hire a tech person, then you hire an ATL, you know, similar thing, but you don't do it until you're profitable. Everything's great. And you're breaking at the seams because something's missing for customer service and you're, you're, you're going helter skelter. Well, okay. Now it's time you, you, you smart, you act, you plan, boom, right now you make it right. Yeah. Same, same concept. Yeah. You earn the right to leverage. You earn the right to lead. Excellent. Uh, so Excellent. I, I love that. Exactly. So to, to wrap up our conversation, I wanted to, to bring up one more point that I thought was uh, really good in the, in the book. Um, and you, you say this, it, it boils down to this. When the light switches on and you're driven towards a bigger purpose, you go for it. Complex business processes and regulations aside, it comes down to passion, purpose, and personal commitment. So I loved those three Ps you pulled in here. Passion, which you talked about a minute ago, purpose, and personal commitment. So I just want to get your take on, on those three things. I thought it was a good like wrap-up of the whole uh, summary of the purpose of the book there. But any thoughts on, on those three things or kind of your mindset around those as you wrote that, that paragraph? Yeah, I, I think, you know, purpose is a big deal um, if I had to think about that because, um, you know, and I hate to mention this, but it's true. Like my mother-in-law, just a great example. She's, you know, a little older and right now, like her purpose is, is us, but it's not helping her, right? Like her have a life and, you know, live her life, you know, yeah. you know, lost her husband a while ago and hasn't really recovered from it. And, you know, I, I think like I was telling my wife, we got to give her purpose again to be, to have fun, you know, but until she's prepared to do it and committed to it, it's not going to be that easy. So we're, our goal now is to really get her in a position, whether it be in a new community with a good, with a, with a better like uh, adult program and all that for, for, for those folks. But, but again, when people don't have purpose, man, you see what you see what happens in life, right? The things that are going on with mental health and some of the, the oh, yeah. challenges. So purpose is important. It's important in work. It's important in life It's in marriages. Um, and, you know, I, I do think it's, it's part of everything. And, you know, you can leave six figures if you have a purpose to leave it. If it's just for money, you know, I, I, I don't know if that's everything, but if you, you say, you know what, I'm leaving because I want to have a better life for my family. I want my kids to be in a better school than I was, or I don't want my wife to work anymore. All these things I've heard on my journey, you know, of the book, then you're going to be like, you know, all right, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to do it. I want my wife. I don't want my wife to work. A, a, you know, I don't want her to be that nurse again or whatever. I've heard so many. Yeah. Then you're like, okay, I got a reason to leave this job and to make more money. Cause you know, you know, like you said, like if I'm going to be a school teacher, love, we need school teachers. My kids have school teachers. Yeah. But they know some of them know that they're going to make 60,000 a year, no matter what. Yep. And they have to decide, is that enough to live the life I want to leave? I don't know. They know yep. if it's not, then do you want to do a side hustle? Is that going to take more time from you and your family? Is that what you want to do? Do you want to have a supplement or, or do you want to just be in a career or, or a position that you could make what you want to make in a, in a place where you want to make it and you can have the life you want to live. But without that purpose, I think it's going to be hard. Yeah, I agree with you. And I love that you separated those into two things. I think oftentimes People think that passion and purpose are synonymous and they are completely two different things, right? So like, for example, I'm, I'm incredibly passionate about martial arts. I love to train. It is so fun. 
it, it really is in alignment with my purpose. Like, yes, I get to exercise self-discipline and certain, certain things like that are life lessons that play into my purpose, but I could do that in, through other passions, through other hobbies. I'm passionate about it, but it's not my purpose. And so I, I, I think, again, I loved how you separated those as two different things. If you can't get clarity on what your, your life purpose is, it's really hard to make the decisions, which plays into that third piece you pulled in that personal commitment of like, if you don't know what you're trying to accomplish, it's really hard to make the personal commitments you need to make to get there. Right. I just thought that that whole paragraph was really, really like really well put together. And, and if you think about it, like a lot of people, sometimes, you know, you, you might not be passionate about your job right now, but you better be because you got to pay your bills. Right. And at the end of the day, you know, you got to be smart. And that's where planning and all the other things comes in. And your job is to change it so that way you're passionate about what you're purposeful about. And it all is in alignment. Sometimes it's not at the same time. Sometimes it's not at all. Um, again, you know, like like you said, I, you know, I love pickleball. Right. Yeah. Um, again, it's not like I'm it's my purpose and my sole being of being <laughs> pickleball. I, I enjoy to do it. It makes me feel good when I do it. But, you know, uh, I know people now that they're purpose, they're, they're actually passionate and purpose, they have a purpose and that are starting like lines of like um, rackets and they, they're giving it to charity. And like, that's a, that's an alignment to all that. And they decided yep. like, I'm going all in here. This is it yep. for me. So it, it all, you know, it's synonymous to each other, but I, I do like the fact that, you know, everyone's journey is different. And, and that's part of the, the book too, is that my journey is not yours. Some people, you don't leave, you love what you're doing, stay do it, do both, you know? And if, and if you're hitting the steering wheel, like I was, then maybe you decide that, you know, I don't want to stay in this world and I'm going to do something different. And this book will give you a kind of plan to, to maybe start getting the, the pieces together. So you can leave when you're prepared. I, I love that. And I think it's such a unique message because I think so many people have decided like, Hey, burn the bridges. You got to just quit your job tomorrow and go all in. And if you think about it, even today, where you, both you and I, if, you, if people looked at our, our resume of success, there's there's things that have happened along the way that that have would justify us being one thing. But look at us both today. We both are still dual career people because we have multiple roles, right? So this is something you don't necessarily outgrow of just being like, oh, I'm going to do a dual career for a while until I can do this full time. Like if you're, depending on how big your vision or purpose in life, you may be dual career for a while. You just might be stacking careers and moving through them along the way to build that bigger purpose, that bigger uh, life that you're trying to create. So I thought that was a really cool. I never had made that connection before of like, I'm actually still a dual career person, right? Just in a different way than we, than we normally think about it. It was brilliant. It's called controlled dual career. You, you do it when you want to do it. Yeah, good point. Well, man, I, I, I love the book. I think uh, I'm so excited to, to give it away for uh, anybody listening to this uh, podcast. Uh, first 10 people that uh, send me their ahas uh, on the book or on this podcast, I'd love to give you a copy of the book uh, as a gift for me. Um, but just really excited about sharing this conversation out. Uh, any last thoughts uh, from you, John, about what you want to share with the community and or how uh, they can follow you? Yeah, I mean, I'm on social media, LinkedIn, all that, leaving six figures, or John Clyde. Um, they can always reach out to me. But, you know, the one thing I write when I sign my books is um, I always write a caption, choose happiness. And, you know, I've learned that watching um, people over the years, whether it be in the police world or in our world, like, you know, at the end of the day, life's too short. And to wake up miserable or, or not happy is not a way to live life. So, you know, when you're not happy, don't 
don't just keep staying in the unhappiness, right? I don't care if it's your marriage, your job, whatever. Choose happiness and start start figuring out a plan to get to happiness. And every day you can have a win on that, right? Every day you can do a little bit more to get towards that. But life's too short to live one one more hour, one more week, or one more year not being happy. So I, I just always say choose happiness. And I, I love that message. And I think it's so relevant for busy people. Uh, several years ago, I was sitting on a beach and and not feeling very happy. And I got my phone out and I wrote a note uh, in my in my iNotes, what really makes me happy. And I made a list of those things that are really the core piece of my happiness. And it's the most read note in my iPhone because anytime I just need that little connection of like, okay, let me reconnect with what really happiness is for me. I just pull that back. And years later, that list is exactly the same of the things that make me happy. But it's just a great little reminder for me to like reconnect with there's so many choices. There's so many things that could demand my time. But if I could root back to like what, what really makes me happy, I, I think that's a brilliant message to end on. So thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right, Inchilada Nation. Thank you guys for leaning into the conversation. Uh, we'll continue to bring incredible guests like John, uh, John to the table to have these conversations. And don't forget, go live life on your terms. <laughs>